The Shorter Catechism begins by declaring that the chief purpose of our lives is to find endless holiness and happiness in God. Hello, this is Pastor James. Join me as I go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism week by week, unpacking what it means for us to be holy and happy. The Athanasian Creed, which dates back to at least the 5th century AD, begins with the following words, Whoever will be saved, before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith, which faith, except one do keep whole and undefiled, without doubt he shall perish everlastingly. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. This week, we are considering the most foundational doctrine in all of the Christian faith. In fact, without it, there can be no true Christianity at all. Question 5 of the Catechism asks, Are there more gods than one? Answer, There is only one, the living and true God. The first part of the doctrine is an affirmation of the Bible's teaching that there is only one true and living God. We can see this clearly in the Shema, which is recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, and reads as follows. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Christians believe that there does not exist any other God in all of creation and beyond, except for God as He has revealed Himself to us in the Bible. Throughout the Bible, the Lord is revealed to be the one Creator, King, and Redeemer, who is supreme over all creatures and sovereign above all of reality. He is the one to whom we must render worship and obedience in true holiness and happiness. And yet, while Christians are constrained by the Scriptures to maintain the absolute oneness of God, the Bible also teaches clearly that this one, true, and living God subsists as a unity of three distinct, co-equal, and co-eternal persons. Question 6 of the Catechism asks, how many persons are there in the Godhead? The answer given is this. There are three persons in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one God, the same in substance, equal in power and glory. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River at the start of his earthly ministry, an amazing thing about God was revealed to us. 
In Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, we read, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Against those who would suggest that God is simply one person playing three different roles at different times in biblical history, the baptism of Jesus shows us that all three persons of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, are distinct from one another, yet united in their purpose and will. This is why Jesus in John chapter 10 verse 30 says, I and the Father are one. This is also why baptism must be done in the singular name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As finite humans who can never comprehend God except insofar as He enables us to know Him, we must assume some measure of mystery and humility in our affirmation of the doctrine of the Trinity. And yet, while we must never go beyond what the Scriptures say, we must always go as far as they do. Thankfully, when it comes to this most fundamental of doctrines, we can be confident that the Trinity, as taught in the Catechism, is a doctrine that the Bible clearly teaches and that all Christians must believe. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cubao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.church.